podcast. Welcome to Silversations number 15. Welcome, I'm Ray. And Silversations is our platform that's really dedicated to helping people cultivate more connection, compassion, and self-understanding in your own lives, in our communities. And um, this podcast is one way that we try to do that through conversation and discussion and uh, it's valuable for me because I get to discuss and chat and learn and hear and process with people that are influential to me. And today's episode is for sure that because it is my significant other, my better half, my partner, the balancing energy in my life, Miss Jennifer Hiron. Um, Jen and I have had a long relationship with much healing uh, a lot of personal traumas and a lot of things that we've worked through in our relationship over the years and she's someone who's helped me in this stage of life uh, come to realizations as I've worked through things for myself that I didn't you know I think being in I'm turning 38 in a week and you tend to think as you get older right the the wisdom piece and the understanding piece of life and all the elements of it become more clear but also holding space for the idea that there's just things you don't ever know and you learn them in real time and a lot of times it can be hard to grasp those lessons as we get older sometimes forgetting that there's things that we have no clue about and um, I'm very thankful to have her in my life and to have her hold that space for me and to have had the points of views and who she is and the way that she grew up and um, to really help me work through that and balance that out and to build such a strong relationship today. And um, we just have a conversation really examining our relationship and the different aspects of it. And it was um, a wonderful experience, really interesting for me to, to hold the seat of like an interviewer, but then she holds space so well that I found myself sharing a lot, but yeah, um, take a listen. Um, let me know what you think. Um, for me, I'm just really glad that we got to be able to share this experience and to have this capsule of this conversation in this time and in this journey that we're having and in this constant commitment to each other and our relationship. So take a listen. Check it out. Have a great day. Peace. Welcome to Solversations. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm here with Miss Jennifer Hiron. Oh, hi. I will have done an intro for you already, but the reason I wanted to bring you on is because it's 2021 and we have grown a lot in the past couple of years. A lot has been going on and a lot for me personally, a lot for you personally. And sure. to be able to look at that and discuss it, mm-hmm. I think we're learning how to be more healthy about that. And when I say more healthy, like in the space that we're, like we're actually doing couples therapy right now. And so it's actually been really great. And mm-hmm. the learning to be open, and then I think having a third person or even having had these conversations with a friend before 
has really helped be able to clarify communication and share. And I think we've really taken a step up since then. For sure. Yeah. I just wanted to get your thoughts on things and discuss because a lot of things are changing and happening. And just for us to have a conversation. (laughs) A conversation. (laughs) Yeah. And I always start with why I appreciate someone or why someone is interesting to me or fascinating to me. And I think one thing in our relationship is really beginning to see the ways that we've been alike and have always been alike, whether that's our histories and then also understanding that we are alike, but we're also different in many ways and that those differences have had space to kind of breathe more and to be honored and that's what's been allowing us to come closer and to have more compassion and more understanding in the relationship for sure yeah and i appreciate you for that and also i think with that learning how much you carry for your family and the life that you live in the industry and being a set decorator and yeah just how much you have existed and maybe ways of living I've not been aware about or aware of. And so the dynamic of us meeting where it was in my community and in my space, um, all this learning now is like really powerful as I'm kind of coming into a new stage of my own life. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time she's speechless <laughs> out of all of our conversations ever you summed it up just well <laughs> no, just kidding. um and no yeah um i feel like there's a lot of questions but i guess i should just talk um i'm good at that <laughs> uh yeah i feel that this has been a really big learning curve for me, I think before I met you, I had an ideal of how a relationship should be, and that was usually my way, <laughs> which obviously only goes so far. Um, what does that mean, my way? Or just like the, the ideals that I, you know, kind of taking reins on a relationship and being like, we should do this and just having people, I think I'm just used to people listening to what I have to say and just trusting me and allowing me to, to do those things or to put their trust in me Mm -hmm. and, and run with it kind of. So I've never really had any like resistance per se. And so I think with meeting you, um, there has been a lot of resistance, but I think from you and I both on both ends, and I think I better understand all of it now as a space of like we were resisting each other, but because there was also a lot of healing that had needed to be done. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it just kind of one went with the other mm-hmm. and um i think definitely in the last couple of 
weeks even or towards the end of the year of last year i think there has been a lot of healing in certain aspects of our lives together and also separately Mm -hmm. um and so i think that has really helped kind of connect us a little uh like stronger Mm -hmm. and um yeah I think that um, learning, you know, in couples therapy, just learning to listen intently without getting our emotions into it has been nice because mm-hmm. then I think with when we take our emotions out, I think we can truly hear what the other person mm-hmm. is saying. And so... I find that to be very, very value valuable and a valuable tool or lesson that, you know, we're learning because I think it's still in practice mm-hmm. <laughs> or is still, you know, being finely tuned. Yeah. What's the what's the biggest thing that you've had to work to let go of or you've had to work to understand in our relationship? I think for me is the whole holding space mm-hmm. part of it because I am a very big doer. Mm-hmm. And so anytime anybody has a problem or has an issue, like my response isn't really to hold space and to hear or to listen. I think my first response is like, how do I fix it? How do we make this better? How does, how do we get to A, B and be done with it? So this isn't a problem anymore. Mm -hmm. And I think being is a very huge thing that I didn't practice very much Mm -hmm. and I feel like you're very good at that (laughs) Mm -hmm. and so there's like this balance of like the doer and the being right and it's just like uh trying to find that balance and then also I think now being together throughout the years has definitely made me practice that Mm -hmm. and you know I find (laughs) I, I feel like I'm in a better spot now to be okay with like the being and the doing and knowing when I need to slow it down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you think you were such a doer? Mm, I think it's like innate. Uh, innately, I think people are either doers or, or they just like to be. I think mm-hmm. it's just, and I'm sure maybe there has a lot to do with like my childhood or like your parents and things like that. Um, I'm just very good at figuring things out. Like I like puzzles. I like having a list. I like, you know, I think it's a factor. It's all a factor, right? Mm-hmm. Your personality, the way you grew up or the way I grew up. Um, that it just is, it is very fulfilling to me to be like, this was a crazy day and I got it all done or this person had a problem and in two hours I was able to fix it. It's like that really brings me joy and it, yeah. and it excites me because it's like, I like helping people or like, yeah, you know, um, so 
Yeah. Have I said liked a lot? <laughs> no, it's more uh, like you like to stuff your plate to the absolute brim. Yeah, you like to yeah. fill it up and then by 7.30 p.m. you're ready to go to sleep <laughs> but you've done 18 million things. <laughs> it's just the I laugh because it's the, the beer versus the doer. Mm-hmm. And sure. now we've come to find balance in that. Sure. Where I think before I was... <clears throat> or at least my concepts of things was less about the balance and the duality and kind of like the energies that complement and balance. And I, you know, being in community with people that have, like we share the energy, we share the the heart of things, we share the service, we share moving forward like that. I think um, that narrative in my mind when we met and also the fact that I had not been <laughs> practicing any healthy relationships the last long-term relationship i had was um shout out michelle ma and that was like at a at a funny time and like when my dad was sick and like coming out of um college and um before that was in high school with mm-hmm. my um high school girlfriend and then outside of that like i had not moving down here i was just practicing in community and then mm-hmm. I think also the idea of like not being around my family and this concept of, you know, your friends are your family. And we were just talking about that now, right? Like after coming up, this is my, this is year 17 in SoCal. That's crazy, you know? But to think about what implications that that has had in terms of like not being around my family, not, not constantly being around my nephews and nieces and like being able to visit, but also understanding like, yeah, I'm from the Bay. Those are my roots, you know, but also that there's a duality of like a lot of my adult life was formed here and the ideas in this chapter. And, um, but while I was here, right, I lived, my existence here was different from you being embedded with your family, you know, and you being the rock for your family and your family depending on you a lot or you taking on a lot for your family and, and then being a grounding force in your life or being connected to the work that you're doing or to the things that you're accomplishing where for me it really was like a this journey of like discovering myself and figuring out how to be of purpose in the world and how to be of service because I and that's directly because I have the freedom and the time to discover and explore and I think yeah at times in our relationship as we were both healing like you coming out of a relationship um and then me just like living the idealized versions of what i thought relationships were and not understanding what um investing in those relationships or examining myself in those meant really yet that um that's when that was like very apparent and the understanding of what that was wasn't fully sorted out and so now when we're we're in this space and i think quarantine and covid has had a big part of that and really like establishing a rhythm and just us having the time to be like this is what the fuck it is mm-hmm. you know like <laughs> like i think we're really that's one place where i think we're so strong it's just like this is what it is mm-hmm. like there's no like we talk about let's just get to the truth of what this is and i love that we can say hey let's just get to the truth of what this is like this is what happened or this is what we're talking about. So like, what's the truth of this? What's the truth of this matter? And I think being able to have that 
and and share that has been huge. It's been super huge in um the past few months and really like progressing and like you were saying healing like me realizing how much I projected onto you mm-hmm. how much of my own shit that I needed to deal with as a human being as a person and in the way that I viewed myself and whether where I'm at in life or what I'm doing with my life and yeah I think you did get you did get a lot of the brunt of that you know and I'm thankful that you've stuck it out that you're mm-hmm. like very quick to let things go and you're you can be in it oh you'll get into it <laughs> you're down you're down you're like oh, we're getting into this i'll get into this but then you're also like two minutes later like let it go because you are like okay that's done with like you want to get into it because you want to figure it out mm-hmm. well, i think for me sometimes i would fear that i'm like oh no this is like we're gonna we're gonna like work through this is this gonna like you know is this gonna have like lasting impacts is it kind of like you came at it like fearfully of like this isn't gonna end well yeah maybe it you know if people know me when i watch sports (laughs) with me (laughs) (laughs) i'm like a worst case scenario like team could be up Mm -hmm. team could be up 20 and right. another team hits like two three pointers, and I'm like, oh my god, this is my life. This is the story of my life. They're gonna come back in, you know. And it's At almost the like the time a... you lost your fantasy football league the day before <laughs> it finished, <laughs> like that yeah. time. Yeah, 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 like yeah a couple yeah. weeks ago. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, 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 that guy, like that, like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you were sure you lost. I was like sure that the world was caving in, but mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, but that kind of right, whatever that narrative is, right, of like oh, this is happening, it's happening, and it's happening to me. Like, obviously, like, a victim, kind of like this, like, victim, like, mm-hmm. oh, woe is me, but, yeah, and I, I think I'm trying, that's that's the part of me that, like, when we talk about, let's get to the truth of things. That's very healing. Because mm-hmm. it's not about, like, are you right, are you wrong? Like, boom, gotcha, gotcha. Like, that means it's done. No, it's just, well, this is what it is, so let's work through it. Mm-hmm. And I think you're very good about that where you don't even think about it's not really like I'm tired of this, you know, like mm-hmm. it's just like, no, let's fix this. Yeah, that's interesting that you kind of just bring it up because I'm trying to tie it back to why <laughs> the why of things. But mm-hmm. I think like it the blessing and the curse of being so close to my family is that you know, um, you love them and you love them forever. You know, you love them and you do anything for them. Um, but they also really piss you off <laughs> because yeah. it's just the nature of it. Um, but I think I've, I've always known that anything they do isn't going to make the, me not love them. Mm-hmm. Right. So like their actions, maybe there's a couple of things they could do but like in in the story of my family like they've never been able you know the things that they do to piss me off is just very temporary and it's not permanent Mm -hmm. um so i think just practicing that and probably having a lot of fights with michelle Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. growing up with her and um you know um sharing a room with her and getting into 
really, really bad fights. And then, yeah, just being like an hour later, like, hey, can I borrow your shirt? Yeah. There is, yeah. I, I, I recognize that. Um, that is something I think about, right? Your that ability, like, kind of when you're in family, right? You have these, like, <laughs> almost just like in real time, kind of like bumbling things where you just kind of like go back and forth and it's not really a big deal. But then like the nature of it can be like, whatever. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. Uh-huh. But then it's like, oh, but the, it's the idea that in your mind, you're like, oh, but we're family. So whatever you just let it go or, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that being surrounded by friends and the idea that my family or the people that are my family down here are all people that are by choice. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's a choice and it's, it's a it's obviously it's you know i it's unconditional for me you know with my friends now at this point and but it's also the idea that the duty that comes with friendship is a little bit different than the duty that comes with your family at times right because my friends are not going to you know obviously we're going to be there in life events and and things like that or if shit goes to you know think people need help we're there if they need it but also these friends have families, right? Mm-hmm. And and they have structures and relationships that if they have a need for something or they need to handle it, they go to those people, right? And it's mm-hmm. not that it's they won't come to me, but yeah, if the time is right or they see me in that place. But other than that, right, it's it's for friendship, right? right? And it's there's love in that, but in, in that there's just nothing with fam- like family is just it's there, you know, and it's regardless. Mm-hmm. And that idea, I think of. I wonder how that has affected me of like moving away from home, you mm-hmm. know, and now coming up on year 17. Cause it wasn't, it was a choice for me when I was younger that I wanted to remove myself from the expectations that were placed on me or the, um, the things that I was told I was supposed to be or was mm-hmm. and create that for myself. And so it has been, you know, 17 years coming up on 17 years of self-discovery of hard self-discovery and like really living to that degree mm-hmm. whether that's like my purpose and then you tie in just the way that i've gone about my things and so i'm it's like actually very much a source of pride and i mm-hmm. appreciate it but also acknowledging that when you you go in that way there's other things that you're not practicing mm-hmm. that are not in practice that are not as sharpened yeah. Do you think <clears throat> sorry. Um do you think maybe you're a little harder on yourself because like do you think sometimes you put up a lot more pressure of like figuring out what space you're in at the time of your life because you feel like if you don't then it's not um I don't want to say worth it, but you know, sure. is it, yeah, like, is it not worth it? Yeah, because I think there is that direct tie in to, well, that's connected to you not being around your family because you're right. physically here, right? Mm-hmm. And there's certain things you're aware of. And obviously, I'm aware because my mom's like, when are you coming home? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, uh, you know, my mom's like, I'm getting older. You told me you're going to, you know, and it's like, you know and i've gone through that too right but then i'll go home and i'm like mom i'm home you're not even talking to me <laughs> like you just want to watch your shows right and so mm-hmm. but yeah it is that right it's like the, the, the my nephews and nieces are getting older like cousins are getting older um filipino family bonds are super tight so i f- i wonder if i'm like holding up my end of the 
to that piece of like my culture or the way that I was brought up because very much those things that, that I value and treasure from home are very much the things that have allowed me to create my life here, mm-hmm. right? Which is that same hospitality and those big ass family parties, you know, just a family that accepts and loves everybody and brings you in and like feeds you, feeds you and like everybody gets made fun of, you know, it's like, it's really interesting. It, it is, is created a more, a, a tolerance, right? Cause I was the one who got made fun of, right? We had a, you know, and we had cousins that got made fun of for everything, you know, I, for your identities and different things that you were in, which, you know, like probably today people be like, that's offensive, right? But in my family growing up, it was everybody got made fun of. But at the end of the day, that was reinforced with like love and food and like prayer and like nobody was ever excommunicated, right? Having, you know, hmm. cousins that were, cousin that was an addict, you know, but like. No matter what, if you want to show up to the family party, like we're going to welcome you, we're going to take you in, you need something, we got you, you know? Yeah. And that I think that's like kind of how I try to live my life here. And right. like what's mine is anybody's. Mm-hmm. As long as you got love for me or as long as you're open or as long as you're like willing to connect with me, you know? Like, I, yeah, it's interesting because that is it. And it's, it's manifested in very interesting ways, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know why I thought about this, but it is the idea like I don't own very many things. Mm-hmm. I have my car, my 2006 Prius. Mm-hmm. Um, Beans gave me the bed. <laughs> you gave me the TV. The computer we're recording on is Eikes. I have my laptop. I buy a laptop. Mm-hmm. I own shoes. A lot of them. I have a lot of shoes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think that's might be like the extent of like I have a GoPro. I just got a GoPro. I have a lot of like sentimental things. Other than that, yeah, I think the valuing of relationships of maybe because that's sure. made up that yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't own. I own some books. Do I own anything else? Earl Xbox. The Xbox. I have an Xbox. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Earl. Really? But Earl, we're in partnership, dude. I'm learn- we're learning so much from Earl. <laughs> Earl owns you. <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, he does. I mean, you're right. Like that relationship. I mean, this is year. This is gonna be. Tw- this is gonna be year eleven for us. Or yeah, or he's turning eleven. It's gonna be year ten for us. The decade, and even that, the nature of that. Yeah. And how's that? And how that has changed in. Mm-hmm. The, you, yeah no go ahead no were you asking me or are you saying a comment no yeah like like i mean it was kind of what i was asking you earlier of like yeah like the changing of dynamics mm-hmm. of him getting older you getting older your life changing whether that's long beach la mm-hmm. whether you're single or you have a girlfriend mm-hmm. <laughs> you know yeah all of those things yeah he's for sure been the single single being that's seen the most (laughs) of me in all the spaces and yeah and also there's such a there's such a telepathic communication Mm -hmm. to like biorhythms it's Mm -hmm. it's wild like today i was playing on the xbox after class (laughs) i i was like no i missed a shot and i was like no 
and as soon as I started my no, Earl just like stood up off the bed. <laughs> like he walked <laughs> away. Like he feels my little my literal moods almost in like real time. And whether I'm sick, whether I'm feeling good and it's yeah. And then the way he communicates with me and the way that we communicate with just kind of looks and times during the day. Uh, yeah, it's pretty powerful. Yeah, I guess when you have like somebody like Earl, you don't need as many things. Maybe that, yeah, I wonder if that's a, mm -hmm. that's something He's I haven't really thought the about. The relationship, you're like the relationship that keeps evolving, right? It mm -hmm. never goes. It's so fulfilling, right? It's so fulfilling in that, yeah, like what thing or possession is necessarily going to be within that? Or like, yeah, this computer that we're recording, it's like the EX computer, but I make music on here, right? I make beats. But so much, so many times I've made beats or I was just next to me mm -hmm. and sharing in that time. And so time's also very powerful. It's interesting. And that's why you're wearing him on your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Jen, Jen made us, Jen made us, um, my good boy Earl shirts with Earl's face on it. And I'm wearing it while she's got her on her lap. Because <laughs> he wouldn't sit on the pillow. Yeah, we were trying to get it done. Well, what about you and Earl? So when we first met, mm -hmm. Jen was not a fan of Earl. Yeah, what happened? How did, that, <laughs> how did that relationship evolve? Well, <clears throat> first off, <laughs> Earl's very, I mean, now it's different because we have our own relationship. But yeah, like, I mean, Earl is not a regular dog that you leave at the house and you let out on mm -hmm. a, you know, you let out for five minutes and that's it. You know, Earl is like a little human, mm -hmm. I'd say. And I think when I met you, it was just kind of like, God, this guy and his dog. <laughs> really? Yeah, I felt like, I mean, we say this all the time, Earl is like a child, you know, and for me who, you know, I do whatever I want, I go wherever I please. Mm -hmm. Nobody tells me, no, I can't do that. I don't have any restrictions. I've never. I feel that like when we started dating, you'd be like, but we got to go back because Earl's at the house. And I'd be like, he's just a dog. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know, like why, like why is this little thing, like, you know, like cruising in on like the things that I want to do because I want to go out to a bar, but Ray says we have to go home because Earl's at home and he's been at home for four hours by himself and that's way too long, you know? <laughs> um, so I think like there was a little bit of that. Mm. Like now, like, mm. you know? I didn't even know that I was, I was that maybe, uh, that Earl was that present all the time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is, would you say it was me that was treating Earl like a little human? Um, No, I think it's just a dynamic of Earl. Like, I think me coming into it not knowing Earl or not knowing the relationship or not understanding it or, you know, because now it's like, I feel like I'm like, we can't leave him all alone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, He's sad. He's not looking at us. He yeah. moved away from the bed. He's mad at us. Yeah. You know, like now that I have a relationship with him, <clears throat> I understand where you're coming from. But I think as an outsider coming yeah. in, not having 
been around dogs a lot or like when I had dogs when I was younger, yeah. right? It was very like the dogs were outside and the dogs stay outside. Yeah. And you go play with them whenever you want, you yeah. know, like hmm. five minutes of the day if that's, sure. as, you know, as long as you wanted. So it was definitely like a different dynamic. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I think like those were like kind of the, like I think I, I, it was just more of an annoyance of like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't do this. Because obviously, yeah. I mean, I yeah. will be the first to say that I was a very, very big brat and not getting my way was mm-hmm. like definitely um, <laughs> things that I have worked on in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember being like, oh, we can't do this because Earl, like, okay, yeah. like, you know, just, and it probably wasn't a big thing, but just the fact that like, it might have been a couple things that yeah. I already had my like, you know. Yeah. So if, about. yeah, if you don't know Earl, Earl is um, a terrier schnauzer mix, I think. But he was a rescue from the Orange County um, shelter and got him in twenty ten. So, um, or actually no, twenty. Wait, we got him twenty. 11 this is gonna be yeah 2011 because this is gonna be his 11th birthday but i've only had him for 10 years so yeah he was basically um before earl had a dog named benny who was a cocker spaniel mix who was also from the orange county um shelter and then when i was out on a work trip he got hit by a car um and then um had him for a little bit and then was coming around on another dog and it actually was going to the shelter for a Australian cattle cattle herd mm-hmm. dog. Uh, this black is a she and just like very meek. And then she's about 35 pounds. And then we went back to go um, get her. I was like, oh, this, she's the dog. And then she was gone. Oh, it's a girl. It's a girl. Mm. Yeah. And then our old roommates, Nancy and Terry, are like, what about this dog? And then looked over at one of the kennels and then there was just this tiny little dog bailey jumping <laughs> jumping like crazy at the door handle just leaping up super high and that was earl and then uh i still test test him to see if his name is bailey so i go bailey but he didn't answer to it um but anyhow <laughs> play with him and then got him and so for me earl was i still was like kind of fresh in losing a dog and so for me there was this i really this space of like, I'm going to take care of this guy so well. Like I'm going to be, have a, a relationship with him so that our relationship is so tight that he won't, um, cause Benny ran out the door mm-hmm. and wasn't there and got hit by a car. Like that our relationship is so tight that like he won't want to like run away or go other places that our relationship is tight enough. And I treat him well enough that that's the most important thing. And so Earl is gifted with the gift of like empathy and compassion he is he is truly is i don't know if he's developed it or like how what what the balance is of like the natural compassion versus the what he's also just been able to hone by the people that we've been around and the community that we've been around but earl has earl actually has a job so when we're in school he is a, like a, in school essentially like a therapy dog goes with us every day and he calms and regulates kids so much in the work that we do with like human development he's been a like 
all of our youth camps. He's been to music festivals that <laughs> festivals that we put on, camping trips. Um, he's a diffuser of so many people, and he does it in a manner that's like gentle, and it is very meek. Uh, and he does not create barriers. Like he will go up to people and sit down next to you, and I'll just like sit with you and let let you just pet him and just kind of like almost like I'll be here. Go ahead and soothe yourself, you know. And I think for me, yeah, with Earl's like I've been sick, you know. Well, we thought I had coronavirus at the in, in like January, February, and I was out. There was one portion where it was like almost three days. And Earl literally was with me in the room for all that whole time, just sleeping next to me. Didn't, you know, didn't ask to do anything to go out or to like, you know, obviously went out, but he was just like, I'm here. I got you, you know, and he's always been a master of reading situations. And so that's why he's such a good boy. That's why he's a good boy. It's a good boy, Earl. You know, he has shirts. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And to be able to say, hey, we have, our 10th year coming up together. That's a blessing, especially after you once you lose a dog or obviously when you lose. And so, and then he's going to be 11. So it is in a space of our relationship is every day. Like, thank you. When you wake up, it's like, thank you for waking up today. And like, mm-hmm. you know, and just like nothing is promised. So thank you for being here today. And like really accepting that and understanding that time, you know, and possible death is actually a great way to like really be thankful and appreciate things. Yeah. Um, I think I only said half of the first part, but the Mm -hmm. second part is, um, how I came around to Earl Mm -hmm. because Earl is very special. (laughs) And, um, I think if you just open up. he's willing to receive you Mm. and I think that's definitely like um, what made our relationship kind of stronger Mm -hmm. it's probably about two years ago where he got attacked by a dog and Mm. I freaked out more than (laughs) Mm -hmm. anyone and um you know, I wanted to be there for him, and I think, and I went to all the doctor's appointments, and I took him to his surgery, and I was there when he came out, and I worried about him, and um, I think he felt that, and mm-hmm. I think he just, yeah, like, appreciated that, and I think... Uh, it was just something different like after those days and I think it was April of 2018 mm-hmm. or wait April 2019 maybe April 2019 yeah, yeah. April 2019 um, that our relationship just kind of took a turn or it was just like okay you're down I'm down like I appreciate you for what you do and you know now yeah. it's just uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> Now I just can't get enough of him and like, and then, you know, yeah. all the things that you said about him or, you know, just being there when you need him to mm-hmm. be and 
think it's kind of funny. Like sometimes we'll all start arguing, and if you raise your voice, he'll come lay a little closer to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were like, he's like, I don't know where this is going, but I'm just gonna lay here. You and know? Then, yeah. He's just like, I'm visible. <laughs> I'm visible. I and can yeah. see it all. Really helps. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely helps. Then, kind of. And Earl's also become half Salvadorian American. <laughs> he had a Filipino side. Nice. <laughs> Filipino Salvadorian <laughs> terrier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he likes pupusas and <laughs> speaks a little Spanish. Yeah. Did your does anybody speak to him in Spanish at the house? Uh I think my mom, yeah. And my aunt yeah. tries to. And my mom will speak Tagalog too. <laughs> he's really very really yeah. He's trilingual now. <laughs> As he also speaks food, so Yeah, he does. That's his number one language. His number one language is food, so if you have food, you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Wow. Well, good Earl segment. That was fun, babe. <laughs> Thanks for being uh, the guest for Conversations this oh. week. Can you're I ask welcome. you a couple more questions? Of course. Let me... Okay. Let me just see real quick. Sorry. I'm going to check. Just make sure. Oh, we're at like 40 minutes. Nice. Good job. Ew. Right on time? Can you? Yeah, we're doing great. Um, It's like speaking to the idea of like how much we've progressed and the spaces that we're, we have been different. Can you speak to the ways that you acknowledge that we are different, but have not, and how that's, come to help us and make and 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 be a space of like growth and understanding now um how we are different whether that's like the way that we grew up or the or the understandings or the ways you know because i think reason i ask obviously is like um in our own discussions right like realizing the way that we grew up, right? That we're both kids of immigrants, but then also the basis in which we grew up or the households that we grew up or, you know, the situations that we were in at home Mm. were similar, but then like vastly different also. Yeah. Yeah. And I I just maybe want to reflect on that together a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, um, when it comes to it, our our upbringing, it's definitely different. There is a lot of, you know, um, above-the-surface ties. Um, I think, yeah, family dynamic is a little bit different, right? Like, growing up with three sisters and a mom, you know, we're know maybe way too much (laughs) of each other and then also just having this um you know mom and sister dynamic and us being very close and then my dad being us kind of creating that barrier between our between my dad and us like Mm -hmm. i mean and now growing older and understanding and like healing all that part of me is that i also didn't realize what he was going through as like a you know a father of three girls um who 
don't identify with the culture that he does. Yeah. Can I, can I ask you right there? Mm-hmm. Um, what was something within your relationship with your dad that you saw then that now, now when you look at it with context, you've kind of like shifted or become more understanding of? Uh, yeah, I think just like one little thing that I think kind of comes up is that I remember obviously like our first language was English and although my dad knows English doesn't never felt really comfortable speaking it. So, oh, even to the day we'll speak Spanish and we'll talk back to him in English and he understands obviously. Um, but I think it's like a comfortability thing for him, right? And so when we would talk and we would, you know, me and my sisters and we'd talk to my mom and we'd be in this like, you know, girl talk situation. Um, He would pass by and he's like, or he'd be around and he'd be like, speak in Spanish. Mm-hmm. You need to speak Spanish in this house. And I'd be like, why? We live in America. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, just being like the asshole that I was. And just being like he's a dick like why would he say that just like whatever if you want to learn the conversation you know if you want to be in the conversation just like i know you know what we're saying you know Mm -hmm. and i just think like me being stubborn and like resistant to that but now that i'm older i could see like yeah like obviously like what i just said like he wasn't comfortable speaking the language or maybe understanding it and wanted to make you know make sure that also, that part of our culture didn't get lost because mm-hmm. we were very Americanized, you know? Um, and even me, like, being the youngest, like, I kind of got the watered-down version of Spanish um, where I wasn't really, really great at mm-hmm. communicating in Spanish. Um, and so now looking back, it's like, yeah, there's like a part of your culture that you want to preserve in your, into your children, even though you're here in America. Right. Um, and I think I just used to be resistant to that. And I just used to think that he was just being a grumpy old man, but now I can see it for what it is. And I am super appreciative that I do know Spanish and, you know, I ended up taking Spanish later on. Um, like in high school, I took four years of Spanish just to get better at (laughs) just understanding it and reading it and just uh, you know um staying true to my culture and not forgetting it right because that's very easy to do and I think I was probably on a path to do that but I think my life has aligned in other very weird ways of where Mm -hmm. like you know um when I was in college I worked at a Mexican restaurant so that was always very helpful and mm. never let it go and you know just <clears throat> embracing that that when you can speak to somebody in Spanish like I do um, because it is important to make them feel comfortable you know sometimes I get stuck um, it, my Spanish isn't 100% but it's passable it's pretty good yeah good yeah so yeah i think those are kind of yeah and as i start like just learning more about myself and the healing space Mm -hmm. you know um i understand that 
every family isn't perfect. I guess like the mm-hmm. older you get, right? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of my of our disconnect with our dad was like he just doesn't understand us and he mm-hmm. doesn't get us and he doesn't want to get us and we're saying it's white and he's saying it's black and it's just you know it, we're never going to come to terms with anything <clears throat> but then as I grow older it's just you know everybody has this if not the same problems the different problems mm-hmm. or more complex problems and I think when you're little, you just have this notion that like my family's not perfect and you're mm-hmm. the reason why or like you want to like put blame on somebody or something or be mad at your parents for mm-hmm. whatever they do or don't do. And I think as you get older, you just realize that life is very hard to navigate. And mm-hmm. I say this now as a 35 year old single <laughs> woman, and I don't even know what that would be like to be. 35 with three kids and Mm -hmm. a husband trying to make it in America, you know, kind of thing. Um, So there's just like a lot more layers that I see now as an adult. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've seen you grow a lot in your grace with your dad and in your efforts with him. I think I'll still build. I still have time to build my own relationship. <laughs> I think we're I tend to base off of what you told me before. I tend to think we're in a good place. <laughs> like, he'll shake my hand when I see him. Like, he'll acknowledge me where I think. Yeah. From what I've heard from before, like, yeah. in in his experiences with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. I think I came around kind of quick. <laughs> we just, yeah. And, Earl feedings or yeah, yeah. Earl. Thank you, Earl, for building in that that, that bridge. Yeah. yeah, the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna hit you with some quick questions. Okay. And then we're gonna finish with some conversations. Okay. Okay. Down. Okay. These ones will just be. We'll just move along. Okay. Okay. What is a pet peeve of yours of mine? Oh. Um, <laughs> you can't find anything you're ever <laughs> looking for. <laughs> uh-huh. It's not there. It's not there. And someone will always end up finding whatever, right? Yeah. Um, swears he looked everywhere for. <laughs> I do. I do usually. And then I just let it go. I let it go. And I'm like, it's cool. It'll just turn up. Like my car keys, I just let those, <laughs> I just let those things go, and I went without a car for like six days, and then it showed up. <laughs> yeah, and thank you, Uni, for finding his keys. Okay. Yeah, that's all. I yeah. mean, thank you. Okay. <laughs> what is what is one thing that you've really grown in in our relationship? Um, I feel like my patience mm-hmm. and my ways of communicating mm-hmm. have definitely sharpened um just because i have a way of doing things and and aren't always the best and then allowing you the space to and the patience to just let you do your own thing and get to where you need to get to mm-hmm 
in your own time, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. What's one thing that we're working on? One thing that I th- we're working on is identifying our triggers mm-hmm. and not and trying not to let that get into the loop of like just arguing about something because mm-hmm. we know it's a tr- like identifying the trigger so we don't stay in this loop of just being mad at the same thing at the same thing mm-hmm. and and picking that wound i think yeah i think we've come a long way in that no what is something you've learned from our relationship? Mm. The thing that I've learned from our relationship is that it is something that I th- our relationship is something that we will actively always have to work on um, as long as we're growing and learning and cultivating. Mm-hmm. It's something that we have to be on all the time and never get you know slack off or Mm -hmm. ease of being like oh she's not gonna care for this or i'm not gonna Mm -hmm. you know um i think i don't want to say staying on our toes but kind of like you know being present in the space of what the space is and when the space is and how that changes in a daily basis and i think that helps us not be comfortable yeah can I ask you a question around that? <laughs> so I recently just read somebody that resonated with me. Like, if you have to work in your relationship, maybe you shouldn't be in a relationship because it's mm-hmm. just a school of like work. The relationship shouldn't be work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I totally resonate with what you're saying in terms of like being present and staying committed in that. I, I did. I think for me, I always used to think like, Oh, if you just love each other, that's it. That's mm-hmm. all you need. You just mm-hmm. need to like love each other where mm-hmm. I think I'm trying to re- reframe that as opposed to like not that not not work so much as it is to to consciously make a choice every day. Mm-hmm. Um and like consciously share that gratitude or consciously be like if I have cuz if I have that gratitude and I have that conscious presence and make that choice every day, then I'm not putting my own needs first all the time. Does that make sense? Where I think that's that's kind of one place that I've grown a lot mm-hmm. is it's been it's been a growth process, <laughs> right? Like realizing like actually how much I'm just kind of like fight. I fight certain things. Mm-hmm. And I, I, whether that's denial or like healing, right? And I do enjoy the concept of us. We had to work through things, mm-hmm. but I totally feel this space now is much. It's like more in compassion, and mm-hmm. it's more in understanding, and it it feels more like a daily like choosing, mm-hmm. and a daily choice, and a, almost like a daily affirmation of our relationship. Mm-hmm. And doing whatever it needs to to affirm that. Mm-hmm. Where, don't get me wrong, before and in, in this road, we've had we've had an unorthodox relationship in the in the path here, and it's been it's been wild, right? And 
it's it's like really really allowed me to be like whoa i don't know shit <laughs> you know like i don't know shit about life because this idea of oh i'm i'm striving and i'm moving in this direction and all you need is like faith you know mm -hmm. but you also need to be fucking humble and like and like when life is like just shut the fuck up and like listen to this lesson that you need to learn and take it and like use like the silence can be for healing silence can be for going in inside that that time can be for you to not be like i need to figure this out mm -hmm. but for you to just sit and be with it mm -hmm. yeah i think that's been a that's been a big part and like you really giving me that space to do that or I don't know if that was always available in our relationship, you know, and it's, it's awesome. And, you know, and I think there's also something to be said for like dating in your thirties, <laughs> right? Like meeting each other is obviously always growing and always evolving, but like as fully developed human beings, mm -hmm. I think there's something to that. And, and also coming together in a space that was like more by chance, <laughs> <laughs> not like, not like, um, Oh, hey, meet you at a fantasy football league, you know? It's like, oh, I met her in a fantasy. But I guess we met at a music festival, you know? Mm -hmm. And we shared that. And right. Yeah. And I'm, I guess, you know, part of sharing this moment and this time with you is to really just, like, honor that and feel really proud about that and feel... I think really just ready to answer the call of what a relationship is mm -hmm. fully and wholeheartedly more so and integrating what my ambitions are mm -hmm. and my journey and my purpose and like intertwining that mm -hmm. into a life and i'm right like i like one thing that we were talking about which we've been talking about too is just i couldn't figure out for the longest time like the resistance of like because you spend so much time with your family and at times i'm like i'd almost feel like a resentment mm. and i and like what about my family you know but obviously we don't i don't live by my family you know and it 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 was stemming from the fact that like i'm not around my family mm -hmm. and i don't project i was projecting probably you know mm -hmm. my own not being able to physically manage that relationship or mm. have the proximity that you had with your family yeah and so a lot of times i would project that onto you and it's like you know your family has so much priority you know and like you know mm. and i would say those things and but it's like actually something i really admire mm -hmm. you know it's like something that i really love that you have and i'm I love the fact that I get to be a part of that, you know? Um. It's interesting. Because <laughs> um, it's interesting just being on the other side of that, right? So, like, with you, like, what about my family, you know? And um, I think I was always, like, aware of it. But mm -hmm. I was always, like, let's go visit your family. And I'd always be, like, for going to mm -hmm. take a drive to see your family mm -hmm. or a flight or anything mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and i think that came around a time where i was just like 
now knowing that you were resisting it like or just like resentful for it like i thought like oh he just doesn't like obviously being a girl in, in your brain you know yeah. you're just like oh well maybe he just doesn't want me around his family or like maybe it's just you know he goes home because that's his thing and like bringing me home is just not where our relationship is at because it's not mm. where you know oh yeah yeah no i mean and so i kind of took that as a like uh kind of took that as like where you were on this ladder of commitment i guess sure and, and i'm sure there was parts of it that were probably connected to that too yeah and so then i would then it's a weird thing and i like just back off and just be like i'm not yeah he keeps saying what about my family but i keep suggesting and that's not the suggestion that sure. he wants you know sure so it was a very like I'm, I'm yeah i mean i would probably say parts of that commitment i mean we've also had the part of the relationship where i'm like i fear commitment like that's in every aspect of my life right to my like daily schedule to like yeah i maybe i can't commit to things that's why i don't have any it's like i could only commit to earl and my prius and yikes which i just when you're saying that my commitment to my family and how you some resent that I feel there is something to be said of I could say the same thing about your friends and EIX as a whole mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. of like you have so many friends and you're so busy all the time you know and I think those mm, are where yeah. those words come come yeah, from and i yeah, think yeah. in the beginning it was very a very big struggle of like mm -hmm. of like it's always your friends they're always with your friends it's always you know and yeah. feeling i guess that same kind of resist sure. res resentment therefore resisting one yeah. another because we both felt the same way sure. about different aspects of our lives yeah and i think now that we're healing those things and coming to terms with those things the other things are coming to flow or mm -hmm. so right like have been spending more time with your family and the boys like mm -hmm. jen's nephew she takes a lot of care of them and like picking them up for palm springs and like really almost like a second mother role to a lot of her nephews and so to be able to be a part of that you know and to mm, i naturally feel a connection to your mom i know i don't spend a lot of time with her <laughs> but i feel like she she just gets it. Mm. She's like the cool mom. <laughs> and she's My mom's just, pretty cool. She's pretty cool. <laughs> she's just open, you know, and yeah. And I think that that has a direct correlation. And then also just the times that you've come home have been like the first time you came home to visit me was Christmas. And then that Christmas, my sister was giving birth. So then. <laughs> She came home to me <laughs> with my nieces and nephews waking up on Christmas morning, opening up their presents without their mom and dad because they were giving birth. <laughs> and then that's how you met the kids. And then my mom, who's a Roman Catholic lady, wanted to go to church and wanted to pick her up. So then this is the first time you're meeting this. And then was that? Yeah. 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 And then 
Jen ended up riding in the car alone with her. Church <laughs> on the first one. And you survived that? And my mom, yeah, my mom is not, Lord knows how, <laughs> how easy it's been with my mom. But yeah, like the fact that you made that and then like coming home to the high school friends is, and a wedding to like the people that know me at my youngest, you know, my most formative years and you really holding that space and not centering yourself around it, like really holding space for me and like allowing me to experience that all and help make me process that. That was big really big breakthrough and it's hmm. yeah it's just happened in ways i think that we've made the space for which i really appreciate mm-hmm. where a lot of like early 20s friendships you know and those ones is like we were all in the flow of like trying to figure our lives out together so that's how we came across each other you know and mm-hmm. i think when i really really contemplate our relationship that's really what's powerful about it is there was it is the constant choice right there was there's been a lot of like is this is this what we should be doing but like but it's that that power of consistency or that power of choice and that power of breaking like healing and the power of breaking the narratives Mm -hmm. in our minds in the in the the power of like holding space and the power of like speaking your truth to each other and Mm -hmm. not being afraid and the power of like flawed you know Mm. i'm really flawed like i think i'm i i'm more open to acknowledging how flawed i am with you Mm -hmm. because you're willing to hold that space for me and you're willing to laugh about it and yeah there is that 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 balance of energy that duality where the things that i'm foolish about you know are the things that i'm like an idiot about Mm -hmm. you can hold space for that you know and then you don't take those things that really bother me, that really get to me, that like frustrate me or like that that part of me that's still working, whatever that is, you know, like that sensitive side of me that like can get hurt or can get like wounded. Mm-hmm. I think you're able to hold space for that, you know? And in a way that may, that I don't feel always comfortable sharing with the rest of the world or that it might make me seem weak or that it might make me, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. It's interesting because of that whole, when you say holding space, I think that's one, that kind of goes back to one of your questions you asked me before, but I think you have also allowed me to practice that or like I've never practiced it with so you know, like, I mean, I don't know maybe it's different in a in a relationship dynamic because it's a little more into it right like I feel like yeah holding space for friends is easy um but I think yeah you really taught me the value and the importance of yeah like you've sh- shown me the importance and value of what holding space brings to that so i think it kind of just all comes full circle <laughs> <sighs> yeah and this has been cool it's cool to interview you as an interview or actually this has been you've been holding a lot of space for me like to d- just discuss our relationship and yeah. to examine that it's and, a dual <laughs> yeah it's a dual interview sure <laughs> great i think 
yeah too like i hope people listen to this and it's like you know i think a lot of times i used to think relationships had to look a certain way yeah and if they didn't look a certain way that they're not right or Mm -hmm. they're not then it's not meant to be Mm -hmm. you know and leaving it up to this idea of like i do i do believe things happen for a reason right we fully you know but also understanding that like holding the space that our relationship's meant to be because it's going to expand me in the ways that i didn't that weren't convenient to me Mm -hmm. and expand me in the ways that didn't fit the narrative of like the story about discovering your you know discovering my purpose and in my journey but also like realizing that i was so singular in that Mm -hmm. that that was very selfish Mm. and that this is in a way that's really allowing for even more space and allowing for other like uh, uh, me being in our relationship allows me to become less and less selfish Mm -hmm. i can acknowledge that a hundred percent and allowing more space for people whether that's within my work within ex within just in general i'm not like you know because I think when you're trying to prove something to yourself, mm-hmm. there's like a competition there, right? And mm-hmm. so anything that takes away from what you're trying to prove to yourself or validate for yourself can be like competitive or you don't want to make space for it. Where when you have it in a relationship, you're like, oh, okay. Like this is what it is to make space and like to, you know, want to want to share, want to compromise, want to collaborate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> You're welcome. Thanks, girl. Thanks, girl. Okay, let's finish. Okay. You're really good at that. You've been much more calm. So funny. Before we start, I said no baby talk. This is good. You did great. Okay. <laughs> I do baby talk to Earl. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. You were baby talking, Earl. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, here we go. Fast questions. Okay. Don't think about it too much. Okay. Just go with what your mind. What would be the theme song in the soundtrack of your life? Selena. <laughs> what song? Oh, I don't know. Bitty bitty bomb bomb. If you could live it during any type time period in history, which would you choose? Uh, nineteen sixties. If people had to describe you as a dish or a food, what would it be? Ooh, uh, pad thai. Why? Because. There's a little bit of everything in there. If you could be transported to any place in the world right now, where would you go? I would be on a beach somewhere. If you could upgrade or enhance the skill of yours, which would it be? If I can enhance a skill of mine, mm-hmm. um, I would love to learn how to draw more or draw better. If you could have an unending supply of anything, what would it be? If I could have a what? An unending supply of anything, what would it be? Oh, sushi. <laughs> I feel like Mr. Tessaverde in Saved by the Bell. This is the Battle of Tantanosa, 1849. Do you remember that episode? Yes. Okay. What is something <laughs> you're currently learning about? Um, releasing energy. What does the audible manifestation of your childlike wonder sound like? What is the what? What does the audible manifestation of your childlike wonder sound like? I don't... What does the audible manifestation... <laughs> Oh, sound like? Uh-huh. Uh. <laughs> there you go. If you had a day without any technology, how would you spend it? Oh, uh, in the water. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. Do you think that our virtual identities will be more important than our real selves in the future? I hope not. Why? 
because I like my identity and people's. What's one ingredient or food that everyone should have in their kitchen? Ew, uh, garlic. Mm, what's a gamer activity that you used to love as a kid? A gamer activity? Mm -hmm. uh, I used to like to play... Um, I can't remember the name where you go one Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. You say one Jesus? <laughs> no. Um, Cap Captain May or Mother May I or what is it? Oh, Mother May I have another? Yeah. And then you'd be like, can I take a small step or a mm, baby step uh -huh, or a giant uh -huh. step? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was my favorite game. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. What's the most memorable thing you've eaten in the past two months? Most memorable? Mm-hmm. Um, most memorable would probably be sushi at Enya. Mmm, yes. Very good sushi. Very good sushi. Do you have any last words or advice for the world? Ew. Um, love big. <laughs> Oh, that's all. Sorry, I was drinking from my tea, like, waiting. <laughs> You're watching me. Love, love big. Love big. Dream big. Mm. Can you give a final message in Espanol to the world? Gracias. Okay, here, I'm going to close my eyes and I'm just going to listen in. And just a heartfelt message from your heart, just in Spanish, but it could still be good old Silmar Jen giving it. Okay, hold on. Porque hablando nos entendemos. I got. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my eyes were so close. What did you say? Um, that by listening is the only way to really understand each other. Mmm, nice. Yeah, it's a shout out to Tita. <laughs> she always gets to see that. Mm. All right, so we're back in the morning and. Jen wanted to make sure that we included this, someone very important to her, Tita, a grandma, who was very influential in her, so it's important to honor those people in our lives. And so Jen wanted to just share a little bit about her. So do you want to share about who Tita was and why she's so instrumental to you? Yeah, for sure. Um... Yeah, so Tita um, is very important to me because she took care of me when I was a baby. Uh, she came back to the United States when I was born to help my mom. I'm the youngest of three daughters, so she definitely um, came to help and support my mom and Within that, she was more, she was my, you know, she took care of me. She raised me. My mom was a working mom, so mm -hmm. 
the nurturing part of my life I really got from her. And um, thinking back, it's really important in my life. Like I feel like I can always revert back to things and I just appreciate her so much for the person that she was, even though I don't have a lot of concrete memories of her anymore. Mm-hmm. I can just feel the way that she made me feel mm-hmm. and how she taught me in those ways and how important that is and how it keeps showing up in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that nurturing aspect, she really honed in, and I appreciate that every day more and more. And, yeah, she just always had this... She had faith, she had so much compassion she had so much love and understanding and you can learn that through her presence I think Mm -hmm. she's just a very collective person and just yeah She's awesome. <laughs> and I was just, I'm just very grateful that I had that time with her. And I think a lot of the reasons of who, a lot of, a part of me, lots of parts of me are because of her. And I feel like a lot of the love and the care that I do for my family is what she showed me how to mm-hmm. be and yeah so I have a lot of love for her and I feel as I grow older and I process more things like she's connected to a lot of what I do and how so just like that helping aspect of me Mm -hmm. and her the helper in me the peacemaker in me the understanding part me I think a lot of times I when I'm ever in a hard situation I feel like I just think of her and I when that happens it's usually my best that comes out regardless of how mad I want to be or how angry or sassy I've or you know I feel about any such situation Uh and so she just always outshines or she just always makes the good of me come out you're gonna give a message to her before we sign off Um, 
yeah, and just very, very fortunate to have had such a loving, nurturing. Why don't you talk to her? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Just want to say thank you for all the love and support and graciousness you showed me and the world and how I can continually feel you and see you and and be connected to you even though you're no longer here. And just to be raised by you is was such is such a huge honor for my life. And thank you. <laughs> Te quiero mucho. good anything huh? else you want to tell her um. I think I um, like promise to continue to shed your light onto the next generation of our family and to make sure that that I try my best to have the boys and my family have those certain parts of you, I guess. Just to share your love and to Yeah, just to share your love and be that light for the family like you were to us.
Podcast.